This week on the Outlaw Lawyer, Joe and I talk about North Carolina and sports betting. It might be about time. And we also talk about Justice Breyer retiring from the Supreme Court next. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, they're the managing partners there. They're practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They have 46 combined years experience, and they have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And we talk all kinds of legal, estate planning, administration, personal injury, criminal, traffic, family law, real estate. I mean, it's all in there, but we also hit the hot topics. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, there's going to be an opportunity for you, if you've got your own set of legal issues and you've got some questions, you can get in touch with Whitaker and Hamer by calling 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave a brief message in your contact information and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. But we got a lot to get to, including the U.S. Supreme Court, North Carolina and sports betting. So I'm excited. Guys, welcome in. Great to have you back on the radio. Morgan, it's good to talk to you. I'm, uh, I have to apologize this morning. My energy level is, uh, low. I'm still a little depressed from that UNC state basketball game the other day. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, one. I, I, I caught it. I caught it. That was, uh, that was a nice way to, uh, celebrate, uh, Roy Williams. I, I think that was, and I, I, I applaud state for kind of, you know, letting that happen. No, I, I it was, it was pretty ugly and Carolina's not having a great year. State's not having a great year. It's just, ugh. This is bad basketball. You know, I've got. I caught it as well. I caught it in the way that you would catch a disease or (laughs) COVID, even. Spoken like a true Duke fan. It gave it gave me no pleasure, man. It made me very sad. It always frustrates me because state state always seems to play very well against against Duke, especially in basketball. At least in my mind, I could be completely wrong. But my jaded perception is they always seem to rise to the occasion, play very well give Duke a great challenge, and then it, it seems so often they just completely tank against Carolina. And it makes me – because that's the that's the game that I, I root the absolute hardest for State in, and I'm the most invested. And, uh, God, man, it went really poorly really quickly, and it just kept going poorly. And, uh, yeah, my energy level is low. I spent some time with you this morning, Josh. You know, we had a meeting <laughs> this morning, and I'm very – as an empath – that picks up on feelings. I, I think I've caught your low energy. I haven't recovered. I just haven't recovered from that game. And I only watched the first five minutes and I turned it off. Cause that's, uh, that's enough to ruin, I think as to a state ruin fan, your day through Wednesday of the following week. Yeah. I think as a state fan, you can kind of get the feeling uh, early on when it's going to go real bad. Um, and it was going real bad and I didn't see any, I didn't see any chance for redemption, but I, I hate it for those kids, man. Cause you, you, you think they've got to be pumped up for the state Carolina game at Carolina, you know? And- well, there wasn't much they could do, man. I mean, Carolina, I will make a bold prediction. Of course, everyone knows we're a hundred percent on predictions. We make Carolina will never shoot like that again for as long as the school exists. I'm going to say that was going <laughs> to, that's their greatest shooting performance that they will ever have as a university. I, uh, yeah, and then we're in, let's see, we're in the All Star break for hockey, so we we can't even. Usually, I lean on the Hurricanes to get some kind of uh, sports relief as a as a state basketball fan, but I can't even do that right now. Well, they had a hell of a first half of the year, though. I mean, you got to really uh, tip your cap and bang your sticks against the baseboards because I mean, it's it's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. And and don't forget, at the end of last season. Uh, the fan base was absolutely going crazy because they weren't signing uh, certain players. And boy, I tell you, they went out and got got some other pieces, and and they look like a team that could 
you know, I don't want to say it out loud, but hoist the you know what. Yeah, I think Joe Joe's Joe's become a bigger Hurricanes fan than me. But Joe, you you've been pretty excited about this the whole time. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting there, man. I'm still I'm still gradually getting there. I, I definitely a fan. Obviously, have been a fan. I mean, you're you're going to be a fan of your hometown sports team, uh, especially professional team when you don't have. There's not a lot of variety like with the college game where you you could have four or five teams in a close distance. So I've always been a fan based on that. Never been a huge hockey fan, but you know we started going to the games this year, which I think is a big. I think we got we've got to attribute a lot of the team success to that alone is our attendance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing that's changed, but uh no man, I'm getting there. I'm still not quite as invested. You know, I want the team to win, but uh whereas with like, you know, basketball and football sports I've really cared about all my life and been involved in, I have more investment where like if a team that I that I like you know, loses a game, it still affects me more so than it does. You know, hurricanes lose, it doesn't break my heart. You know, I'll, I remember walking out of the game, out on a loss, and you'll see people, you know, you can just see people that are super upset, they're mad, they're they're yelling. And I'm not to that point, but I'm getting there, man. I'm getting to the point where I can be very angry about a loss uh, sooner rather than later. Well, there's, there's, there's one way we can find out if you're really invested. And I can ask both of you this question since you guys both go to the games. Have you purchased a team sweater yet? And if you have, what number did you purchase? Here, here's the thing, man. That's, ah. a, that's almost a trick question. It's almost <laughs> a trick question because because uh, what I've discovered is I go to these games and, uh, you know, this is we don't get a lot of outlets for our for our we don't get to go have a lot of fun because we're we're very busy lawyers. We spend sure. a lot of time doing extremely, co- you know, complex legal work. So these games are really my my our outlet. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the one fun thing we get to do a lot of times. So um, I do barely any drinking in my life other than when I go to these games. And what <laughs> tends to happen is we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll, you know, start have a few beverages at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And then around halfway through it, I'll go and I'll buy a new piece of merchandise. So <laughs> that's happened literally every game. So I have not only do I have a, a, a team sweater, I have several. Okay. I've got jerseys. Right. I've got beanies. And this is the thing. They don't have many that, you know, you can't really get a numbered jersey. They only send, you know, it's it's random that they will have random players' jerseys that are numbered. So a lot, most of them are blank, and they'll customize them for you. That's what I have found out for it. For the low cost of $80, they will customize wow. and put whoever's number on it you want. So I, I've got a jersey. Mm-hmm. It's not numbered. Okay. Um, and I have not I have not decided what number I'm going with when I, when I do get it numbered. But um, I've got a short list. What about you, I was Josh? At a game. You got one? You got one? Uh, the only thing I got, I was at a game, had to be a couple of years ago. It was, I was at a game like two years ago sitting in the, the 200s, and uh, they came out and they shot the T-shirts out of the cannon, and I got one of those, but it was a medium. I don't quite make it into the mediums. Uh, Man, and that's, you got to squeeze into that. That's all That's all I've got. I've got to get on the – I've got to get on the train. I'm a little bit behind. You squeeze Most into my, that medium for the game. You squeeze into that medium, a pair of really short shorts, and you're getting on the uh, the jumbotron. <laughs> you can be a fixture, like yeah, Catman I, uh, at, the, at the Panthers games used to be. And it was like it was meant to be. I wasn't even standing up. Like somehow the shirt got over everybody's hands and just like hit me in the gut. And I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. And then it was a medium. I was like, who wears? <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there who wear mediums, but I don't know those people. There's but, a lot uh, of poetic poetic irony to the medium shirt <laughs> hitting you in the gut. Well, Joe, I, you know, we always start out. You know, we're we're big we're big sports fans, so it's hard not to talk about sports when we when we get together. So we kind of always start out there but we're always heading towards uh the law the legal topics and so this week we got a couple of things 
um, Justice uh, Associate Justice Stephen Breyer has announced his retirement. Uh, he's 83. So we'll talk about what happens when a justice uh, retires, how they're replaced. We've seen that play out a lot here over the past couple of years um, and just kind of talk about that process. I want to spend a lot of time, though, talking about the prospect. You know, there's there's news here that a sports uh, a bill that would allow sports betting in North Carolina and sports books in North Carolina is kind of weaving its way uh, through the legislative process and, and could become law this year. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about North Carolina and sports betting. So I really want to spend a lot of time uh, kind of looking at that and, and talking about that. I know um, me and Joe are big fans of legal sports betting. So we've got a lot of commentary there. Um, but uh, but Morgan, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to jump into those uh, two topics and uh, and take it from there today. All right. Sounds, sounds good, guys. And certainly looking forward to it again. U.S. Supreme Court and North Carolina and sports betting going to be the two big ones this week. We will talk about those topics coming up. want to remind our listeners that you can get in touch with Whitaker and Hamer. If you have a legal question of your own and need some answers, you can call 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. You can also email questions to the program. We'll use them on a future show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. But when you call the number 800-659-1186, just leave your contact information, a little bit about what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And visit the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts. They are the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys right here in North Carolina, and they have 46 combined years experience between the two of them. And offices, well, they're everywhere. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. Folks, if you've got a legal situation, you've got some questions, and you need some answers, I've got a phone number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, a little bit about what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can also email your questions to the program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll use those questions, answer those questions on future programs, and always visit the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. Gentlemen, it is the floor. You have it. Uh, which case? Are we or I guess which story are we going to go first? Well, before we get there, Morgan, I got a very important legal question for my friend Joseph. Joe, are you there? You ready? Yeah, I'm here, man. We're, I don't. There's nowhere. There's nowhere else for me to be. <laughs> the, I'm right uh, here, waiting for this. So we've been we've been working on a Google SEO when we do the website. You know, we we have ads that we run, things like that. The, the law firm of Whitaker Hamer, and so we have to SEO. And it's always annoying to me. You have to SEO different search terms. Um, but you have to you have to SEO attorney, law firm, and lawyer because you never know what people are going to use to to search, and, and so that that got, that got me thinking. What do I prefer? Do I prefer being called an attorney, or do I prefer being called a lawyer? And I spent too much time thinking about that. I spent a lot of time <laughs> pondering that question because I guess you get to choose, right? I mean, it's, they're both okay. The bar doesn't have a problem with either one of those, as far as I'm aware. So it's up to you what you put on your business card. Joseph, what, what do you prefer? What I, I'm going to do a real attorney thing to you, Josh, and I, I'm going to answer your question with a question. And I, and I know what my answer is going to be, but before I answer, I'm interested in what, because you've obviously put a lot of thought into this. I'm coming off the cuff with it. I'm interested to hear what you chose. 
I, I think we I think we we started out being uh, a, attorneys and counselors at, at law, and we talked we talk on the show from time to time on what that what that counselor term means and, and kind of where it comes from. Um, so I think I've always instinctively gone with attorney. Although I got to tell you, I like the sound of lawyer more. You know, but that, really? it's not what I've used. And I don't even yeah. know what's on the business card. I was about to pull out my business card and see what's on there, but I don't have one around. I don't know, man. I think I, I think I'm going attorney on this one. Uh, it, it just attorney is what I've used I, for some. And I don't know why, man, because because you could make the argument that attorney is also pretentious. But uh, lawyer just seemed more like pretentious to me. And I, and I guess you've heard you, you hear, uh, you know, a lot of people who have a negative perception of what attorneys are. You hear you know, the lawyer jokes and that's lawyer is what is always used in that context. Uh, I don't know. It just has like a negative connotation more so than attorney does. So, um, but then I like that counselor piece too, man. I, I, I'm cool. Just being, just calling us counselors, man. I think that le- sounds legal counselors, legal counselors. Now yes, I, when yes, I hear yes. counselors, guys, I think about summer camp. Oh yeah. We well, can run a camp. Memory, we can that, run a yeah. law camp. Oh, it's a great memory. All your listeners. It's a great memory. Yeah. <laughs> the legal, legal law camp. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you guys be attorneys and you can play lawyer on the outlaw lawyer on the weekends? How about that? <laughs> yeah, hey, that, hey. Works out. that does the, work. That uh, is the name of our show, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the yeah, outlaw yeah. attorney sounds stupid. It does sound. It does not work at all. I think uh, I think we have to reverse our answers and go lawyer now. Now that Morgan's yeah, brought this up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's not what I really wanted to talk show. about. That's the kind of thing I ponder in my free time where my brain just goes and, and, and I'm going to have to research where attorney comes from, where lawyer comes from. I'm if you Google outlaw attorney, our, our law office pops up. So that is something there. Oh, but there is good. no outlaw attorney out there. So oh. <laughs> we should have done more research. Anybody listen? We named our show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, all right. So the big, you know, we, we try to cover legal news. Um, a lot of times we try to cover things in a way that uh, the, 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 the normal uh, non-attorney uh, media covers them. Uh, this was a big story. Everybody's covered it. We didn't have to go looking uh, different networks for coverage. But uh, Associate Justice Stephen Breyer is 83 years old. He has been on the court uh, since being appointed by Bill Clinton in 1994. He has decided uh to, to retire. And I assume he's doing that because um, midterm elections are coming up and the Biden administration. Uh, Justice Breyer is, is in the liberal wing. I think most people would say, again, we try not to we, we try not to make it too political. Um, but Justice Breyer is on the liberal wing of the court. And so he's going to be stepping down. And so Biden's uh uh, President Biden's camp has made a lot of news this week by saying, you know, yeah, we're going to we're going to, uh, you know, uh, replace him, but we're going to replace him with an African-American female. There's not an African-American female on the bench. And and so there's plenty of qualified candidates. They've kind of already put together a short list that's being reported. Um, so that's that's the big legal news. I don't know that we have much commentary on that besides, uh, you know, just uh, pointing out that it's that it's happening. Um, and Joe, we've seen a lot of really contentious, you know, they still have to get confirmed. Right. So the Biden uh, camp will nominate someone and they'll have to go through confirmation hearings. And we've seen uh, Associate Justice uh, Kavanaugh had very contentious 
confirmation hearings. Um, that was one recently that sticks out in my mind, but these things don't always go super smooth. No, that's a good good point, Josh. They they I would say they rarely go super smooth, especially in today's political climate. And, and like you said, we we try to avoid labeling justices as being either conservative or, or liberal or defining them on their political you know uh, affiliation because in theory the, these should these individuals are you know they're they're on the side of of the letter of the law and uh they they, they have no affiliation but but the the practical reality especially to to the public eye and to people who are very invested in politics is that you know they that's kind of how they classify these justices and that's kind of how they look at them and you get into you get into so much of this tribalism and so much of this uh you know, which, which political team you're on and, and which side of the aisle you're on. And it's going to be contentious, man, just because of that. Cause you've got folks who are, you get, you're going to have people who are going to be adamantly opposed uh, to this individual, just solely based on, you know, who one who's appointing them. And, uh, and I, I think that we will see it, at least an attempt to make it a very contentious process. Well, here, you know, uh, President Biden has um, has a lot of options. You know, he could appoint um, again. They have identified again. They their their intent is to nominate an African American female, uh, which would be the first African American female on the U.S. Supreme Court. So they have they have made that their their goal, and uh, and they've they have. There's been a lot of names thrown out that they're considering. We don't have an official list or anything like that, but uh, they've kind of looked at a lot of the a lot of the African American females on the. Uh, you know, federal uh, appellate courts and, and things like that. And, and so he'll have a choice between, you know, someone who's very liberal. So we're, we're, we've got a Democratic president replacing or nominating a replacement on the Supreme Court for someone in the liberal wing. So it's, you know, I think the big discussion will be, does he nominate someone who's more moderate? You know, obviously will be liberal, but more moderate or, or you know, more progressive, um, and so I think that'll be the biggest thing. Of course, this won't change the balance of the court right away because he'll be replacing a a liberal justice with a a liberal, a democratic uh, justice. So we don't have that weighing in where we're going to change the the makeup of the court. So they'll still be, as you'll hear some folks say, a conservative majority on the court. But anyway, it'll be very interesting. Anytime someone gets nominated for the Supreme Court and get to hear, uh, you know, the Senate confirm it's. It's always interesting. You know, they weren't that contentious until recently. Usually they they went kind of smooth, I think, historically. And there's a couple of examples where folks didn't get confirmed and things like that. But generally, it's not too much. But, you know, Joe, I got curious. I didn't really know what a, a Supreme Court justice makes. And so I looked that up because I figured it was a good, good paycheck, right? You know, so a Supreme Court Associate Justice, as of 2020, made 265000 Six hundred dollars a year, which is a fine salary. Uh, nothing to complain about when you're making over two hundred fifty grand. But honestly, I thought it would be more than that. I was surprised uh, that that was the. I mean, because that's as high as you go, right? If you're a judge, a justice, that's the pinnacle get of any, your yeah, career. That's the that's the tip top. That's the tip top. So there's no um, there's no you know going up somewhere else and making a cool half million you know that's a lot of a lot of ancillary benefits though attached to that and then uh the opportunities once you are you are out of that post are, are probably endless which of course you know Breyer 
is going to be he's going to be living off of his family's ice cream money is what i assume so he'll be yeah, that's what fine. i assume too i, I yeah, haven't done yeah, any yeah, yeah, research yeah. into that but i assume that is a lucrative uh family you, business you've there. got a note here josh and i want to read it out because uh you do your your preparation for this show is impeccable i need, Second to, I need none, to preface that before you read that note joseph i yes, need to preface yes. it okay okay all right so i all was right. searching i was i'm gonna let you read it but i'm gonna preface it i I was searching for, I was searching for that salary, and then I was like, "Well, who's the highest paid judge?" You know, assuming it'd be the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court, which he does make more money, not substantially more. But I was like, "Who is the highest paid judge in the U.S.? Who is it?" All right, and that's where this note came, comes from. All right, so this, I'm going to read this note verbatim, and again, I, I commend your preparation, second to none, up at all hours of the night, plugging away to get get us ready for this show, and it says. Simply, Judge Judy makes $47 million, and then there's a dash, and then it says, this makes Josh very sad. $47 million a year, Judge Judy. And I don't know about this year. I don't even know if that show's still on the air. But I, It's syndicated million. now, though, so she's got to be cleaning up. You know, She's been doing that since 1996. She's an mm. Emmy Award-winning individual. Um She's killing it, man. She's she's been around forever. She's ageless too. I don't. She looks the same now as she did in '96. At least, maybe I. It's just the last time I actually saw her was like '98, and so that's why I think that. But um, Joe, it sounds like you have a thing for Judge Judy. Is that true? <laughs> I, I have a. I, I I think that's. I think that's a stretch. It's a little unfair to say she's not even my favorite TV judge. But I'm a judge. Uh, I'm a Judge Mathis guy. Uh, or or a Judge Joe Brown guy. I was about not to say. Really I a, think. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, I, I'll take either one of those over Judge Judy, but um, I'd like you know I'd you like got you can't some... knock her hustle, right? No, no. You, hey, if someone's gonna pay you forty seven million dollars to do something, you you've won. You're the smart one. You figured it out. You know, I can't. I'm uh, looking at these uh, top courtroom reality TV shows, and there's one I totally forgot about, and that was uh, it ran from ninety eight to two thousand and one. Judge Mills Lane, you remember that one? Oh yeah, the boxing, boxing, uh, yeah. boxing yeah. judge. Yeah, that was. A, I wonder how much he made. Uh, it, 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 it was canceled after three seasons. I can't imagine he was, it wasn't $47 million cumulative. Well, I, wa I wonder what the inflation adjusted numbers are for Wapner back in the day. You know, I wonder what Wapner uh, was pulling down. Yeah. People's court. Not on, not on this list either. Oh, actually no, it's number two on this list. Excuse me. It's number two on this list. So oh. they came out with a new Do one. It doesn't say, it doesn't have a figure there. Oh. Well, anyway, $47 million, you know, <laughs> That's a lot of money and good for her. But it still made me sad that the chief that I think the chief justice of uh, the U.S. Supreme Court was around 275, 280. You know, again, great salary. Can't hard to complain about that salary. But as the, the number one top judge in all of the U.S., you're dwarfed. I don't know. I don't I don't know what the percentage is. If you put that as a percentage of what Judge Judy's raking in, but it's low. Correct. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firms, where you can find them during the week. They are the managing partners there. They are practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They have 46 combined years' experience between the two of them. And again, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. If you have a legal question of your own, uh, you can get in touch with the firm. Call 800 659 1186. That's 800 659 1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney 
with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with you. You can also email the program questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll use those questions, answer those questions for you in future programs. And always check out the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. we got more to get to on the show. We'll be back right after this. The Outlaw Lawyer on the air. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm is where you can find them during the week. They're the managing partners at the firm. Practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. 46 combined years experience between these two. And they have offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. Uh, we talk all legal topics on the program. We have a lot of fun. I'm usually the referee. I'm Morgan Patrick, by the way, consumer advocate. If you've got your own legal question, you you can call us 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And leave your contact information, briefly what that call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with you. You can also email the program questions at theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll answer those questions on a future program. And visit the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. Gentlemen. Morgan, I'm having a hard time getting past this $47 million that Judge Judy makes. If you <laughs> make $47 million a year, like what's a... You know, like if you feel like a normal guy, you make a normal salary, you go out to eat dinner, you know, spending, I don't know, 50 bucks on dinner. You know, it's like a maybe a normal amount of money. Like, I wonder if you make $47 million a year, what's a normal amount of money to spend? Like, what's a what's the if you make $47 million a year, what amount of money do you have to spend where it's like a big purchase? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I would, what can you even what can you even buy though? That's going to cost that much money. Uh, well, super, I mean, super yacht, super yacht. Super yacht. That's exactly where I was going. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how many super yachts can you buy? Well, like, and, you buy and, and not only do you buy a like, super, hey. not only do you buy a super yacht, you have to staff a super yacht. This is true. You don't even you know you don't have to you don't have to. And I'm going to put this into perspective. I'm going to say you don't have to buy a super yacht. You know, there's boats that are not super yachts that are far from super yachts. That require staff. Um, uh, you go down so, to guys. You go down to Wrightsville and just walk around dockside area, and there are million, two million dollar boats. And that's, I mean, that you can throw a rock and hit a bunch of those. I mean, boats get, yep, get yep. way up there. When you get up into that one to two million dollar dollar range, that's generally where you're you're not driving that yourself. I, I just I can't imagine that level of comfort where you're. Well, I made forty-seven million this year. I'll just throw it on the other forty-seven million I made last year. And then, like, what, what, what's a big purchase for you? You know, like five million. Is that something? You know, like a normal person, you go buy a house, you put your down payment down. You're like, man, that's that's a lot of money. That's probably the most money I'll ever spend at one time. You know, and you know, I don't know. I guess you're just buying bigger versions of the same things normal people would buy, right? Bigger boats, bigger houses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ten car um, garage. Go to Barrett Jackson. You know, spend whatever you want. Yeah. Anyway, it must be nice for Judge Judy. What a life she must live, you know. What a life day, that she must one live. One day we'll get the outlaw lawyer its own judge show. Maybe that's where we need to take this. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be your announcer. Well, I'll be your announcer. Yeah, yeah, we'll pencil that in. That'll work out just fine. Look, this, is a, this is a good – this is a great segue because you ask what Judge Judy could spend uh, an unreasonable amount of her $47 million a year on – and uh, the answer to that is she could become a degenerate gambler and, uh, <laughs> and spend the vast majority of her money. And that segues perfectly into our sports betting discussion. You know, this is something I've been watching. You know, there's a there's a bill. The North Carolina House, I believe, if I if I remember correctly, has already 
passed it. It's going to come through the the Senate. I think most people who uh, pay attention to this kind of thing think it's got a good chance of, of making it through. And so the thought is here in 2022, we may finally have legal sports betting in, in the state. And, and that's to me, I'm a big uh, I'm not a libertarian, but I take that approach to a lot of things like things that we don't need to make things illegal unless they really need to be illegal. You know, you can't, I'm not a big fan of just, you know, all these laws that make all different kinds of things illegal. I'm all for things being legalized. We're all adults, you know, and, and sports betting is one that I just never figured out. I remember I grew up in the, in the eighties. So I'm a big product of 80 sitcoms and every 80 sitcom has the episode where somebody in the family was addicted to sports betting and everything was going wrong for them and going downhill and, you know, they end up coming back. But sports betting has always been a big no-no, you know, back in the day. And, of course, now we look at it. Joe's generation, he's a little bit younger than me, uh, and Ford, they probably look at it completely different. For me, it was like big time. It was, it was up there with murder, right? Sports betting, it's evil, you know, and it's just not the way it is. Oh, come on now. Really? Sports betting up there with murder? Come on, Josh. Look, man, you, you're <laughs> exaggerating a little. <laughs> I'll point you to a couple episodes of Night Court and Cheers uh, that, that had to do with sports betting that must have planted that seed. To me, not a big deal. But I, I, I just felt I like as a point, society. Josh. Yeah, I get your point, and I and I'm old, I'm I'm not too young to not to remember like how sports betting was really demonized, and you know it is it it's changed a lot, and it's going to continue to change just just with the prevalence of these online sports books. Um, you know, you'll you'll see an advertisement on any professional sporting event that you watch. You're going to see a couple of advertisements for you know DraftKings. Uh, for uh for any for some kind of a, a, a online sports book. Oh, well, how much how much money is how much money is Caesars dropping? I mean, their ads are everywhere. Tons, yeah, tons. They are. And, you know, Bet MGM. It's getting bigger because because what's gonna you know with the prevalence the increased prevalence of it, you're gonna have more states where you can do the online. You can and so so right now just to to give anyone I don't know how much exhaustive research you guys have done. I have done some research on on our behalves on sports gambling. And, uh, you know, it's 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 locked by geography now. So, you know, you log in to your computer device, to your phone, you try to pull up one of these sites and it's going to it's going to make you track location so they can see where you're at and they're going to shut it down geographically. Um, But but these sites are out there and they're making a ton of money. And the thing is, you know, it's some people can say this isn't a very good argument for anything being to to be legalized, but people are going to be able to to bet if they want to there's offshore books that people can use um you know with with the the rise of cryptocurrency a lot of folks are using that cryptocurrency because it's more difficult to track and they're depositing into these offshore books and they're betting just like they will when it's legal um the, the difference is there's there's no revenue being generated for the state as a result of that and uh there's there's no regulation for that as well i mean you can say it's illegal but there's it just seems like the the there's a lot of potential pros to that legalization so so far as you know you can you can regulate it you can you can educate about it you can generate some revenue off of it and um you know some people could say that's a poor argument but uh i, I don't think it's a bad argument i don't know as the state i don't know how you you okay a state lottery and 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 get it going and and you know it funds education or or what have you i don't know how you you say that's okay and then you outlaw or you continue to keep sports betting 
illegal. You know, I just I don't get the the picking and choosing which vice is uh, better than uh, than another vice. But um, yeah, well, well, how and how can you even say one vice is better than another? They're both gambling. Like it's gambling. Yeah. You know, I would it's I gambling. would argue sports betting is at least a higher level of gambling because it's yeah, just it's not, way more fun. <laughs> it's not random, you know. It's way I, more fun than than buying a lottery ticket, man. You know, yeah, I married, there's I married, the illusion I'm, of skill involved. We've talked about this a time or two, but I'm I'm born and raised here in Raleigh, and um, I'm married into uh, New York. So my in laws are all New Yorkers, and and up there, you know, the lottery's been around forever. Everybody just gets some lottery tickets. I remember when we first got the lottery, like. I couldn't figure out how to buy. It was before scratch offs, and we just had like the the regular pick your numbers. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Like the the Scantron sheet confused me. <laughs> I felt like the dumbest guy who ever lived. I think I've only played the lottery like two or two or three times. Well, uh, well, you know, and it's funny you mentioned New York and the lottery because that's that sports betting recently legalized in uh, in New York, and you know they've got all these online books that have that have come in. And that was very recently. Um, but it, I, I think it's safe to say it's becoming more prevalent and, you know, there are, don't get me wrong. There's dangers. There's, there's absolutely dangers to it. Um, you know, it, it, it can be addictive. It can be something that's, that's greatly damaging to individuals. Um, and again, you can, you can make the argument that, that those folks who are going to be addicted and are going to have a problem with it, they're going to find a way to do it anyways, because it's not that difficult for them to do. But then the counter argument to that, you know, we like to present both sides here. And, and the counter argument to that is, well, the fact that it's legalized is going to attract, you know, individuals who otherwise may have steered clear of it and potentially get some folks that otherwise would have never experienced it addicted to it. But um, but I'm with you, Josh. I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, you give folks a, a choice to engage in these activities. You trust that they, you know, some people will have issues with it. Um, but, but there's a lot of people who will use it, you know, responsibly and there, there are some, some good, there's a lot of good that can come from it. And I I think you, you almost made the strongest argument for it is how can you justify having a state sanctioned lottery and say that this is, is something that shouldn't be permitted. It makes no sense to me. Well, I just, I always argue, you know, why, why, what, what, what is the state protecting by keeping something like that illegal by keeping it on the books in theory you got to prosecute it when we all we all have march madness pools and that's betting i mean it ain't much what are you five twenty bucks or you nfl time you do knockout pools at the office i mean it's all sports betting fantasy football i mean you you throw money in that i mean yeah yeah, it's 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 the same thing man it's almost ridiculous that it's 2022 and that's technically, and again, no one gets arrested for that. We all, you know, it's illegal, but no one, you know, the cops don't come break down the door of your office and arrest everybody who put $20 in the office pool, but still why bother? And I, I think maybe that's where we've gotten even, you know, North Carolina, you know, kind of being in the Bible belt, we we've got a lot of blue laws that I disagree with. We got a lot of laws that I'm like, why, why bother? Who, <laughs> what, what legitimate government purpose are we, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I would wonder, I've never, I, I don't practice criminal law. We have criminal law attorneys here at Whitaker and Hamer, but I've never seen anybody prosecuted for sports betting, but I'm sure people have been right back in the day before the internet, where you had like the neighborhood bookie, um, but it, I don't know. It, uh, this kind of thing just seems so 
ridiculous to me. And then we're not going to talk about it today. We should one time, we should talk about it at some point, but the, you know, the, the states that have adopted, you know, decriminalizing possession of certain amounts of, of marijuana. Um, and that's kind of the same thing, you know, at what point are we okay with adults being adults and we don't, you know, make everything illegal, you know? Josh, I want to make a practical point, and uh, and then I think we I think we're coming up against a break, and then we can come back and get into the uh, the actual nuances of of this law and what it's going to permit and what it's not going to permit. But you know, you mentioned these, you mentioned you know a lot of people do a March Madness bracket, and uh, people greatly enjoy that, right? You know, that's something that people greatly enjoy. I can tell you from from experience, from you know traveling to to Las Vegas and some of these places where sports betting is legal during the time that March Madness is going on, you know, sports betting on March Madness on that first weekend, I'm going to say it's 36 to 37,000 times more fun than just doing a, a March Madness bracket. Like there's, if you're Ve- a sports fan, it's, in, it's an incredibly, I mean, it's, there's nothing like it, man. I was in Vegas, uh, a long, it's been a while, but, uh, not since I've been to Vegas, but since I did this, I was in Vegas and just setting a sports book for that, that first weekend. And, yeah, I don't know. That's about the most fun I've ever had in Vegas doing, you know, doing anything was just sitting in that sports book, watching every game possible. And as yeah. a sports fan, just as a sports fan in general, you know, if you get into the sports betting, you you can have a vested interest in anything in any in any sports and women's basketball and table tennis like it can make watching a sport that you would never watch. It can make it so much more fun or so much whoa, more not whoa, fun, whoa, depending whoa. on did, how it goes did, for you. Did you say table tennis? Yeah, you can bet on table. You can bet on table tennis. You can bet on darts. You can bet on ping um, pong. You can bet on ping pong. There's there is a uh, there's like a there's like Chinese ping pong leagues that are extremely serious. And not only can you bet on ping pong, you've got people who have entire websites dedicated to the analysis of <laughs> ping pong players and like making picks based on this guy because he played. <laughs> He ate uh, a cracker yesterday. And my money's a cracker. My money's know. on Forrest Gump every yes. single time. This guy's got the most limber wrists in uh, <laughs> Southeast Asia. All right. Well, we've got more discussion coming up. You're listening to the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer of Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're the managing partners. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. They have 46 combined years' experience in offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton. Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. If you have a question from the legal side uh, you need an answer for, we've got a number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email a question to the program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll answer those questions for you in a future program. And check out the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. We are back on The Outlaw Lawyer. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts. 
They are attorneys at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're counselors. They're lawyers. Uh, they're still trying to figure out exactly which name they're going to go by. But the show is the Outlaw Lawyer. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And between Josh and Joe, 46 combined years experience. They're the managing partners at the firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And again, offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And if you want to get in touch, you've got a legal question of your own, call us 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. That's an answering service. Just leave your contact information and we'll be back in touch. The firm will uh, and have an answer for your questions. And you can also email the show at questions at the Guys, where are we going next? All right. So legalized sports betting in North Carolina could be a reality in 2022. Uh, Joe, I was looking at the bill, just kind of, you know, taking out pieces. Uh, uh, the One of the things that seemed most attractive to me is that the bill, as it exists now, it can always be changed or revised. But as it exists now, it would permit sports books at venues that have pro teams. So that would, in theory, uh, PNC, the Hurricanes. So there, there's a Champions Club. I imagine they could just turn that into a sports book. How awesome would that be? Man, I tell you, it would be it would be really super awesome. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, and again, it, it depends on where you fall on gambling and if you enjoy it or if you think it's the devil. Um, you know, a lot of people probably think that's a terrible thing. Um, but but yeah, as a as a sports fan, as someone who who really enjoys sports and, and sees no issue with sports gambling, um, no, that that would be fantastic, man. And the energy there's a, there's an energy level with these these sports books man there's like a camaraderie among the people there it's really it's really a unique thing that you you can't experience unless you're there and you're invested in it but um man i, I think that'd be very cool and and you mentioned pnc it looks like in its current format the bill so basically what the bill does is it does a few things um and and interestingly enough you know i think a lot of people are optimistic about it because in the past, Roy Cooper, our, our governor here in North Carolina, has expressed some vocal support for sports betting. So I think, again, there's a lot of optimism a, a, around this kind of taking place at some point and, and passing. Um, but what the bill is going to do is is it's uh, it's going to allow sports wagering operators to accept wagers in the state. Uh, there's going to be licensings. They're, they're going to be an extremely expensive licensings, and there's going to be re-up renewable fees that are going to be due as well. And like you said, it's going to permit sports books uh, within one half mile of certain facilities. And so the facilities that would qualify that they stated thus far, uh, it's PNC, it's the Spectrum Center in, in Charlotte. You got Bank of America Stadium as well in Charlotte the oh, Charlotte yeah. Motor Speedway, and then Quell Hollow Club. Those are those are the ones that have been stated as the places where these would take place. What's uh, what's Quell Hollow? Is that golf? What is that? Oh, it sounds good, golfy good to me. grief. Really? <laughs> yes. Is that what, yes, that's what it is, Yes, it's golf. Right? Yes, right, yes. Right, it's right, hosted right. majors. Yes, Quell Hollow. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good thing that we have then. I, is it a hunting I, club? Can I go <laughs> shoot stuff there? What is it? So the, I, uh, the other big thing, more so than the sports books, is cool, right? Like that's that's we agree that would be a cool thing, um, Josh and I personally at least. But but opening up the online betting is really you know that that is seen to me as the bigger thing because the the prevalence of online betting, the providers that have come out, the amount of uh, just the sheer volume of revenue that could potentially be generated from from those things alone. I mean, it's got to be substantial, man. It's got to be absolutely substantial. Um, 
And people are doing it. People are doing it now. You know, the, the folks who want to do it are doing it without issue with these offshore books that are, you know, potentially unreliable. They could be scams. They, you know, there's there's a lot of lack of regulation that goes into that, that 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 makes that it makes it a little more dangerous, a little less safe than, than what it potentially would be with this legislation passing. I yeah, the sports book parts, the uh, yeah, I mean, online's too. I mean, like you said, everybody's it could be like the North Carolina was it the North Carolina Education Lottery, North Carolina Education Sports Book. And yeah, you supporting sport, public yeah, education. Sure, why man. you why you gamble on your sports? I tell you what, I'd feel so much better when I'm gambling and losing my money. If I knew that that money was going to a uh, a bright eyed fourth grader um, to support their the books that they're reading in their classroom, that would make me it would warm my heart. I got a I got a this is it's a, this is a dumb question, but it goes back to our forty seven million dollar discussion. <laughs> you're Judge you're still hanging in, on that. Yeah. I love it. Judge Judy walks into the new sports book at PNC Arena. What do you think her bet is? What do you oh, think man. her more than you know, like you make a five dollar bet on a game just for the heck of it, you know, or a twenty dollar parlay? Judge Judy's dropping. Judge Judy's dropping a hundred grand. hundred grand. No sweat. She's her, dropping a hundred grand. No sweat on on something irrelevant on like the on on like the first team to score 10 points yeah no like in, a, pro, a prop a, bet a prop bet at the super bowl who wins the coin flip what is it head yeah, or tails yeah, that's judge judy right there because i don't judge judy doesn't strike me as the type that that's done her research on on the teams and she's probably picking like which animal she likes the best that's the mascot the and that's how she's yeah yeah no she's yeah. like she's like i like okay the cougars cool name i'm kind of a, a <laughs> cougar myself a hundred grand on the cougars to score an odd number of points in the third quarter. That's that's what I'm I'm guessing. Judge Judy does. Joe, you're scaring me. You called her a cougar. Is that what you did? I'm just saying. No, nah, you, you you don't get it twisted. She that's her <laughs> own perception of herself. Oh. That's where that's where I'm, that's where I'm going with that. Okay. So. She keeps she keeps. You don't ever hear about Judy. You got the show right, but you never know how she how she lives. You know, you never see that. She's never on. Do kids still watch MTV Cribs? Is that a thing that happens or is that long? I don't gone? think that, I think that's not been a thing for a long time now, Josh. Oh. Long, well, I never long saw, time. I never saw her on MTV Cribs or anything. I don't know how she's living uh, with all this she's, money. There's she not a lot of crossover. Life, there's not private. a lot of Judge Judy crossover appeal between the, <laughs> well, we, 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 the folks who are watching MTV Cribs. Like, we are, she we gonna are, be on Pimp My Ride? No, we're pretty sure she's not in a van down by the river. <laughs> she could the, be. Uh, I'm looking her up right now. She has, you know, we all age, and and it looks like she has understandably aged a little since uh since '96 when I last remember seeing her. I, t- I still think just as a general r- rule, the legalization, making things not illegal that don't have to be. I mean, certain things have to be illegal. It should be illegal for someone to stab me for no reason. That should be illegal. Uh, as a society, we should frown. On that, just you? you? <laughs> me specifically, but no, I guess generally, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing should be illegal. Josh's when we law. Get, when we get down to these little like what difference does it make to me? If Joe's a degenerate sports gambler, I mean, I don't, I don't think that should be illegal. Not that he I, is. Well, I, I, I would think you'd be you. concerned as a friend, but yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. but if he didn't know me, then he can, you know. But and I tend to agree with you, man. And I know that there's a public interest, and you know, we have we have an interest in the in the in the general welfare of the public and public sure. health, and not allowing certain yeah. things to happen. And you know, there is a line somewhere. There's definitely a line somewhere, but um. This is it's it's difficult when you're talking about, you know, things like like sports gambling, for instance, 
where the technology that's available now, the prevalence of it, you know, it's one of those things that is going to be very difficult to regulate otherwise. And uh, the people are going to do it. And, you know, that's not the best argument because you you don't want to say that same thing. You know, there's some people who would go so far as to make that argument for for heroin, for methamphetamine, for for very mm-hmm. damaging drugs. You know, folks, you there's to a degree you could try to make that same argument. But with with sports betting in particular, it's just so easy to do, you know, it's just so very, very easy to do and so very difficult to track and to, and to regulate. So getting some benefit and, and, and gaining some control over it, I think, does more good than, than it does harm. I, I think the word you said there that is probably the one that everybody's thinking about is control and how you bring it in and how you control it. So that's going to that's gonna be an interesting discussion, guys. We need to take a break and come back and we'll wrap up the program. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And again, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. If you've got your own legal question and you need an answer, I've got a number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and will be in touch. You can also email your question to the program and we'll try and answer it for you on a future program. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com and always visit the website theoutlawlawyer.com. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm is where you can find them during the week. 46 combined years experience in offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. They are the practicing attorneys, uh, managing partners at the firm and practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. We've got a short segment for you to wrap this program up. Guys, take it away. Well, Morgan, you do a good job reminding folks, but I always like to really uh, illustrate this point. And me and Joe, we, we do this show. We have a lot of fun on this show. Um, we like to talk about legal news uh, in general, but me and Joe, we are practicing attorneys. So we're the managing partners of the law firm of Whitaker and Hamer. And our attorneys practice uh, a lot of different practice areas. And so uh, we always like to remind folks that we're attorneys that you can hire, that you can retain, uh, that you can consult with, with your personal uh, legal issues. And so you hear us here on on the radio and, and, you know, we're trying to give, give you some of our personality so you know that we're not, I think some people have, uh, you know, misconceptions about attorneys and att- attorneys and or lawyers and how they are to interact with. And I know uh, a lot of attorneys, a lot of, law, uh, you know, normal folks. And, and you know, we can, we can help you. If you have an issue, and I hope you don't, I hope you just listen to us because you, you believe we're entertaining. We try to be entertaining. Uh, we enjoy this time, but if you do have a legal issue, if you have something going on, you've got a real estate purchase coming up, uh, you got you know you got an employment contract you need to review, you've got some child custody uh, type issues that have come up, you've been sued, you got a creditor bothering you. You know we are lawyers, and our law firm is active in North Carolina. Like Morgan says, we maintain offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Gastonia, Fuquay, Verena. Goldsboro and and Joe, what, where's our newest office? So our, our very newest uh, newest office, we are we are in the process of getting it up and running, and that is going to be our forty forty two office. So again, we we refer to this area as the forty forty two area. Um, it's it's where 
you know, NC 42 and NC 40, they, they intersect, um, just outside of Clayton. I think it's, I think there's, it's technically Garner is what it's referred to if you're looking for the, the city name, but I don't really think of it like Garner personally. Um, but, uh, that's our newest spot and we're very excited. You know, it gives us a, gives us a, another, another location to, to service folks in and around the Clayton Garner area. You know, it's a little bit of a trek out there for some folks or a trek to our Clayton or Garner office from that area. So it just opens up another spot, adds some convenience and, um, you know, it, it accomplishes further accomplishes our goal of having an office literally everywhere you look. Yeah, some some folks call it the Cleveland area. Some you know, forty forty two. Um, I like forty forty two, but it's a. I've always thought it's a little bit of Garner. It's a little bit of Clayton. It's like they got mixed up in a blender, and bam, forty forty two. But uh, we have a lot of clients out in that area. We've had a lot of folks asking us uh, to to put an office there, and so we're really excited about that. But but we do. Um, Again, and, and Morgan has our information, and, and he'll give you the number here when we are, we're ending up the show. But I always do want to remind you, uh, we're practicing North Carolina attorneys. If you have a legal matter in South Carolina, we can't help you. If you got a legal matter in Virginia, Tennessee, we're not the attorneys for you. We are only licensed to practice in North Carolina. We are North Carolina attorneys uh, really focused on the North Carolina market. But lots of experience in a lot of different areas. Uh, like I've heard Joe say before, um, if we can't help you um, – then you've got a specialized legal problem and we can usually refer you out to someone who has that, that knowledge. But for most of, for most folks, the legal problems you encounter in your normal life, the law firm of Whitaker and Hamer car accidents, things like that. We can, we can help you get through that. We can, we can help you with that. And we'd be glad to um, doing, and the firm's doing pretty good. We're not doing 47 million a year. Good. But the firm is a, is a good, established firm we take a lot of pride in the communities that we're in participating in chambers and and again that's where our attorneys live right so we practice and live in the communities that we're that we're in joe i I have one favor to ask of you i you know i I know you guys work very very hard and you guys are spread uh, out between the different offices how often uh do the two of you uh see each other and get to sit down and uh you know maybe you break bread or you just have conversations about the firm i mean do you guys see each other on a weekly basis what would you say Uh, we should we should do that Mm -hmm. and I'd say we're we're currently at a a biweekly rate. That okay. would be that would be my guess, and so, and sometimes more than others. Right. You know, we've got the we've got the PNC thing that sure. helps us a lot, and okay. then we we've got scheduled meetings, of course. But you know, it's it's tough, man. We're very fortunate to be very busy. Yes. Um. So, so this is honestly, we this is the most we talk normally when we do this show. Well, I I just have a favor, and this is something, and it's it's personal for me. I think a lot of our listeners would like to know. Uh, obviously, Josh has a huge hang up with Judge Judy. Um, so if there's any way that you could find the shrine that obviously exists somewhere that's got the drapes and it's got the candles and it's got her picture and because, uh, the 47 million a year has really got you wrapped. It's a lot, man. I, and I agree. I'm getting more and more angry about it by the second. I love it. I love it. Guys, we we are fresh out of time. The Outlaw Liars, we do have fun. Uh, We do have serious conversations, but we try to inform, to educate, and also, the last one, very important, entertain. And if you need to get in touch with the firm, if you've got a legal question, here's the number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And just leave your contact information briefly, what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to questions at theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll 
we'll use those questions and answer them on future programs. Show's out of time, guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the radio. hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of the show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.